1: Danny, my well, bookie.
2: Yeah. How what, about it? What about my bookie.ag? How are we doing? I just, I kind of gave up after our losses last week. Yeah,
1: no, we're kind of back at it a little bit. So, so uh I, I, I got the Cubs three
2: games in a row, dude. Well, that was a smart move because they're playing at home. Yeah, yeah. And by the way, we're but, winning money. Good. Good. So why don't you fly out here and, uh, Clean my house for me <laughs> with all your newfound money, because my I, maybe maybe we could pay somebody to clean your house if we there keep up. You go, I need a maid, and if you need a maid, well, you should go to mybookie.ag and win some money with uh, in-game betting, props, fantasy sports wagers. There's something for everyone, and that includes you. We're the best player perks in the sportsbook business. They've been good to us, and we know they'll be good to you. And they're hooking up our listeners all month. So you visit mybookie.ag, use promo code RANTO. Well, you don't have to roll your R when you're right. It's just R-A-N-T-O. RANTO! Yeah, yeah. Why, why don't you ever roll your R's, Lyle? You, you're yeah. good at it. Um, sometimes I hear your uvula.
1: I do, going too. Going around I like that. it. it yeah. Dude, it hit
2: me in the eye once. I can't do that um, without wanting to throw up. But uh, when you uh, create your account, you use promo code RANTO on mybookie.ag. They give you a 50% bonus. So if you put down 100, you get 50. That's math. So mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, promo code RANTO. You play. You, you, win, you win. You get paid. You get paid. Hey. If you never want to hear a my bookie commercial again, just subscribe to us. It's so easy. You go to patreon.com slash Sunranto S O N R A N T O for as little as a dollar a month, you can get the show early or 10. and ad free, or ten or twenty-five. You can give us how much however much money you'd like. But ten thousand dollars a month, I'll murder somebody for you. But our goal is to just do this show. And have it be completely listener-supported like NPR, who everybody thinks is the greatest people on earth. That's our goal. So, uh, patreon.com slash sunranto. Subscribe today. Early, ad-free. And our show notes. You get our show notes. And uh, let's do a show, huh? Cubby blue blood flowing through our veins. Sitting in the bleachers
3: in the rain. We've shed a million tears and drank as many old-style beers out at the game. Let's go Kobe Sun Rento Michael Cotton Sun Rento Michael Cotton Sunrento Rento and the lovable Lucy Michael Sun Rento
2: Karmic Gerbil gonna get you, gonna knock you right in the face. He's coming in the ninth inning, and he's gonna strike out the place. Karmic Gerbil is here. <laughs> I know you don't know who Karmic Gerbil is yet, Lyle, but you're about to. Uh, first of all, welcome to the Sun Ranto Show. I'm Danny Rocket. Lyle Aker is out there in the lovely state of Maine. Michael Cotton not here again because he has a job. A
1: shallow green.
2: Let's be honest. No, we, we're oh. sticking to the job story. Oh, right. I forgot. We, we who didn't, listens to this? We anyway. definitely did not kill Michael Cotton. Uh, in fact, he will hopefully be back for a show we're planning to record on Sunday morning uh, with Dennis, our Cardinals yeah. fan friend. But the unfortunate thing is Lyle won't be there, probably.
1: I, I Probably not. I have graduation parties. I have house guests, and then I'm racing to Boston for graduation party. And all kinds of shit happening, and yeah. I just I don't think Sunday's
2: going to work. Very me. busy time for all of us. So someday we'll all record together again, and the Sunranto show you know and love will be back on. Maybe, but uh, but maybe you're my, the r-
1: maybe Michael and and myself are the same person, and we just haven't admitted it.
2: Yet. But, oh God, I really hope not. I ca- I really can't take all all of that uh, loveliness and knowledge in one human. <laughs> right, right. So um. No, but you are the right one to have on this show today, Mr. Aker. Today. He, to, always. Yeah, Fuck yeah. Cotton. yeah, but especially today because you are familiar with the Cubs' brand new, exciting acquisition Craig Kimbrell, now known uh, on the Rancher's page anyway, as the Karmic Gerbil, which is why I wanted to uh, start the show by singing Karmic Gerbil's Gotta Get You. Because, Lyle, I know that. What do you think of this new nickname? The ranters gave it to him. They were looking for a new nickname uh, because, I, on baseball reference, they called him Dirty Craig. Which, Huck, you got to class that up here in Chicago, buddy. You're Karmic Gerbil now.
1: Yeah, well, here's my thing, though his pose, his pre throw pose, his Im- intimidation pose is of a praying mantis. The mantis? And I think that's where you gotta go. True. I want I want the entire all of Cubdom to show up to a game right before the playoffs, all dressed like praying mantises. Manti. Yeah. Manti. I, What's I, plural of mantis?
2: Mantises. is. <laughs> Good job. Yeah. Um, I, I'm all for dressing like a praying mantis, pretty much anywhere. In any time. But uh, I would love to see a whole group of praying mantises. It was mantises. Sorry, excuse me. I'll say Ma- it right. Uh, I thought it was manti. <laughs> That's hey. you say manti. I say mantises is praying but, moose. Yeah. Um, so but I had a great time wearing a hot dog costume at the Chicago Dogs game. So yeah, you did. In the ra- even though it rained. I had a great time wearing a hot dog costume. So I could see praying mantis really uh, kind of stepping up the game there.
1: But, I, I, I put a I put a link to a costume on one of the pages. showed yeah, pictures a, of
2: his beard. So I, I love think it. That's what you look like. That one was fancy. How much did that one cost? That had like, you know how a mantis is have the <laughs> right. They have like the feelers on their legs and stuff. Like this came with feelers. Like it I was, was just thinking of like some green antennas and a. I don't know. Do they have wings? God, I hope they don't have wigs. If those fuckers can fly. (laughs) God, they're so big. I'm I'm never going anywhere. I've seen them before. I think they just creep. Well, they're creepy for sure. And so is Craig Kimbrell when he stands up there on the mound, which that's got to be an an intimidation thing. And he doesn't even need to do it because he, like, I mean, his pitches are intimidating enough.
1: Well, here's the deal. The Cubs went out and got, I would argue, the best closer that's ever pitched for the Cubs. I mean, Lee Smith, obviously, but this guy has got electric stuff. I don't know. I think he's the most talented guy they've ever had in the position.
2: Yeah. Um, I mean, there's been some good ones back there, uh, but, but yeah, definitely as far as you look at a nine year career that he's had, you know, I don't think, uh, first of all, he's definitely in the hall of fame, right? Unless. Yeah. I can't imagine. He's not what seven time all-star.
1: Uh, Dude, he's got a career 1.91
2: yeah, ERA. He, he even gets Cy Young votes, I, I saw, you know, and MVP votes. He's gotten in the past with the Braves, and I'm not sure the Red Sox. I mean, I was looking at, um, let's see, the, his 2017 year, which you're probably familiar with because he was playing Quite. for the Boston Red Sox when he pitched 69 innings. What? Yep. Nice. Uh, and he walked 14 to striking out 126. He had an ERA plus that year of 319. It's insane. His 142 FIP just about matches his 143 ERA uh, because he struck everybody out. I mean, it's like two strikeouts an inning. About yeah. well, that's what's good. Um, look
1: it. It's what do you think about the deal? kind of three years, $43 million. Yeah,
2: I'm sick of people saying it's three years because it's not. I mean, if we – and I do want to bring this up. Maybe I should bring it up now. It's like, you know, I understand the whole draft pick and the money and the bonus pool and all that stuff that you lose if you sign him in the offseason. But I, for one, just because I'm a ranter at heart, am pissed that the Cubs did not go get this guy in the goddamn offseason because they – I know they say he's taking less now, but I bet you could have gotten him on this deal back then. I, A, and I, I don't, don't care so. about this fucking draft. And I I,
1: I I I don't think so, but here you go. This this is part of the deal. First of all, we have breaking news on the Sun Ranto show. The way this deal actually got done was Tom Ricketts. Was in his garage and in his garage. I mean, his garage isn't like a normal garage. You know, it's it's really nice. It's probably nicer than everyone who's listening's house. Yeah. And there's a few closets in his garage. And he opened up the door, and there was forty three million dollars. He's like, "Oh, that's where that went. <laughs> I knew we had more money."
2: So it was. Then he it was signed- in his. It was in his other suit.
1: Yeah, you know, you ever do that? Like you tr- you try on a jacket that you hadn't worn since last winter, and there's like five bucks
2: in the pocket. Yeah, forty three like, oh, million. Sweet, I'm going to Subway. <laughs> yeah, and and he was like, "Sweet, I'm buying a closer." Oh God. Well, and you know, but wait. Here's
1: here's the deal though. It was expected that Kimbrel was going to get seventy million over four years in the offseason. That's what everybody thought the going rate four was. Five, well, four, that's... five, and no, and he wanted a six-year deal worth a hundred million. Um, and uh, listen, I I think it's irritating too because you just kind of wish they locked this guy down, but they got him now, so you got to be happy about that. And it's a it's a savvy move by Theo and company because. They are concerned about the draft pick. You're not. I'm not. I mean, I still don't they, even know they who the pull, fuck they, they Exactly. They pulled it off. And by the way, if you they, want to know. They, note- they pulled it off. It's it's not risk-free, but they pulled it off. They
2: didn't lose a draft pick. It's kind of three years.
1: And, <laughs> but, and, and but, it's, it's half of what people expected him to get.
2: And before I forget about the draft idea. I learned so much on the Cup of Cubby Blue podcast about the draft. So, if you want to go over there, they have a, a preview show and a and a, like a post-draft show. So, check that out. That's uh, Sarah Sanchez's show. Nice. She's been on the show, but... Yeah. No, they pulled it off, and, you know, God bless Theo for – I mean, he just always gets his guy, right? I mean, that's what it seems like if he's if he targets somebody. And the beautiful thing is it does seem like everybody kind of wants to play for the Cubs because they're heading in the right direction. Well, kind of. Uh, they definitely are now. They definitely are now. And Kimbrel, you know, just – I mean, if you can sl- – I mean, we've been talking about it forever. You know, you slot back all the relievers. Now you got strope back in the eighth inning, and you match up with, like, C-Shit. You can match up in the seventh inning and sixth inning now if you need to. But the fact is you also have starters that can take you deep into the game. Um, multiples. A- any one of them could do it, except for maybe they, they, you, Darvish. They- we haven't seen that yet, except for when it was because there were no relievers to use. Right. Um well th-
1: no things are looking up. This is a huge move. It moves everybody back. You have hope, strope's back. Um the starters are pitching better maybe coming around everybody. We could talk about that a little bit yeah. when we talk about the games. Well
2: let's talk about the the contract because the 10 million 3 years Yeah, and 43 million. Yeah, but 10 million this year and I the word on the street was there was about 9 million left to Benzo. So he ain't coming back. And I do think that there is a tie between this money and that money.
1: Is there a? Is it official with Benzo?
2: Oh no, it is not. Um, I mean, really, I mean, the guy everybody
1: that everybody says that's why
2: this happened. I don't. What? What? What makes you believe that? The money.
1: The and uh, we got. No, I already told you where the money came from.
2: Yeah, but you know, forty-three million. I mean, he's got to give that to Trump. Well, at least no. half well, of it. No,
1: no, no, no. He doesn't actually listen. The reason Cubs fans got a closer is you didn't realize that part of what's going to happen is this: is that uh, uh, the Rickets are, are are giving Trump uh, Wrigley
2: Field for how many days? Three days? No, nah, it's just a game. They're all going to go. Just- and, Trump, and then, Trump's and then not they're be changing
1: there. The, the Cubs hat will no longer be blue with a C on it. It'll be a red hat that says make America great again. And you're all going to have to wear them to the games.
2: <laughs> that was the deal. If you want to root for the Cubs, you got to wear this hat.
1: Yeah. So uh, that was the
2: deal. Yeah, I get and We, we can. I don't even know what to say I about don't, all I don't that. Even, yeah. I don't care. I yeah. don't care about that. But because I mean, and you know, that's the other thing is because of that news. And maybe some of you don't know about uh, the Republican uh, fundraising for the Trump campaign, they're they're doing an event at Wrigley at uh, on Saturday. So people were pissed about that because, you know, basically, I, I mean, Wrigley Field's a very special place to all of us. And, you know, I, I don't think it should be used for political rallies at all of any stripe. And if they want us to, you know, keep our politics out of their baseball, then they need to keep their politics out of our baseball, in my opinion, um, you know, it's a shame that you know, and especially in Chicago, but hey, yeah,
1: uh, this, well, it, I've
2: been I've it, it, been saying turned, this I've been saying so. this since the Rickets took over. Though you've been on the show when I was like, oh, their whole plan is to take over the city and turn it Republican. It is, it just is, and this, and I've been saying it for years. You can go back and listen to some old show, so you weed through the hours and hours of bullshit baseball talk to find me saying that once six years or previous to today,
1: right. Yeah, well, it's 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 disappointing because more than half of Cubs fans are not
2: happy about it. you yeah, a good a good thirty percent are downright pissed. Just go rent out McCormick Place. Do something else. Don't do it there because I, Wrigley Field. It lives in our hearts. You it's know, sacred ground. It's sacred ground. Just do leave some, it out of there. Boil it with his weird pants and funny hair. Yeah, but that but that's why. Ricketts built those clubs so he could have special events for big Republican donors like he's treating it like Mar-a-Lago. And it's really frustrating because uh, none of us want it. I mean, if if Hillary Clinton owned the Cubs or some like big Democrat donor, like, you, you know, wouldn't want that either. Like, who's that that uh, Hungarian guy? Soros. Like, George Soros owns the Cubs, and Bernie Sanders' big event is at Wrigley Field. Like, I don't think that's right either. So, like, you know, I'm equal opportunity. Keep your politics out of my baseball. But a lot of conspiracy theorists, because trust me, this does tie back into Kimbrel, which I'm actually excited about. A lot of people think that, they're like, okay, news just broke about the thing at Wrigley. Get Kimbrel so everybody... um, it, yeah, oh, cheap, it was a distraction? Cheap, a distraction. It, the spin doctors were at
1: work. and um, How do we not get everybody really pissed off about us doing this fundraiser? Sign the closer everybody's wanted since last yeah. year.
2: Yeah, get a guy with 333 career saves at a .92 career whip. That'll shut him up. <laughs> and, it, and by the way, it, it has. worked. It worked. So you've seen... Kimbrell pitched so much and like I, I looked at his, you know, Brooks baseball situation and he's got the, the huge fastball with movement that goes almost a hundred and then the crazy knuckle curve, which, 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 which I have no idea why anybody swings at it's well, cause they don't know it's good. It's coming. And that, yeah. and those are his basic two pitches. Um, I, I heard he threw one change up <laughs> in, uh, well, last year. He threw one changeup.
1: He, he did, and he it was probably one, to a Yankee. Probably just to fuck him. Um, uh, listen, the expectation I, you have it before June twentieth. I've heard later. I heard after June twenty second. Well, that's two days, but I know, but after, not before, not and no sooner than June twenty second. So it's well, you I know s- it's still three weeks out, which is is frustrating to Cubs fans. Uh, but he's coming, and they're playing well, as I predicted. Uh, Michael reminded me, I predicted that the Cubs were going to get swept by the Cardinals and then have a great next week and all will be forgiven.
2: Yeah, well, that's why we're in the money on uh, on your gambling yeah. adventures. So uh, so that's good. Listen, he is not risk-free. Uh, b-
1: before I say why he's not, I would say, I mean, do, he's basically signed a one-year deal worth $10 million. The qualifying
2: offer from the Red
1: Sox was $17.9 million for one year.
2: Yeah and it, and so I guess he's making somewhat less than that but you know he wanted the longer deal the Red Sox you know, they brought, they just offered the one year deal. And he's like, well, I'm not going back for that. I want to lock well, they, down with they the team. They were willing
1: to do, what's crazy is they were willing to do, I think three years, but he refused to take less than five. And they thought they'd meet at four and there just seemed to be no me- movement. And when he said he wanted hundred million for six, they were like, yeah, that's, there's no fucking chance of that happening. Just strange. He probably could have got a guaranteed three-year contract worth like 50 or 60 million from them. And it's, it's strange that, it just sucks. It well, it's, it, it seems like the same kind of thing that happened to Jake Arrieta. He thought he was going to make way more than he ended up making.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And they, and you posture and he held out. So obviously it was serious to him if he's willing to not do his job for that long over, you know, basically more money than any of us will ever make in our lives. Maybe right. all the listeners of this show combined <laughs> probably.
1: Yeah. And, and, um, I, I'm not sure these guys are always being well-served by their agents.
2: No, I, I don't think so either. But with the the contract uh, for the players coming up soon, I think everybody's kind of – the last few years and off-seasons have been about posturing, ultimately. Yes. And uh, so I, I think that a lot of guys are going to get lost in the shuffle. I mean – can you imagine? I mean, there was a real strike, and I know some people probably don't remember that because it was a long time ago now. But um... And you and I, during that phase, what was it, 94,
1: were so... 95, 94, 95. Yeah, well, we
2: were kind of out of touch in a way because – we were so high on drugs. Yeah, and we did, Yeah, we were in our early 20s, and then we're like, baseball?
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I literally – I'd pick up a newspaper like on Sundays just to see like the box scores and the stats, but that was – pretty. That's it. I had about three or four years of baseball like that where I just kind of lost touch.
2: But um, now what do you think of this? Because uh, that maybe Boston didn't offer him a contract because of his performance last year in well, the playoffs th- – th- th- which this he, is, had a, he had a bad DS, not a great CS. He was decent in the World Series, but he he was okay. This is this is what I got to say. This is why it's not risk free. Um,
1: listen, he he will go downtown, down go down as one of the all time greats. But I mean, he lost a little velocity in the playoffs. He had he hasn't pitched obviously, so we don't know what this him ramping up and getting ready. He might not be good till. September, which is, no, is, is a concern. So that's part of the risk. The other part of the risk is in the playoffs, he pitched 10.2 innings. He had seven earned runs in eight walks, allowing runs of five of nine appearances. I mean, most every, every other game, you were just like, Oh God, here he goes again. He, he fucking, he fell apart in the playoffs last year. And I don't know if it was the stress, the pressure, but he, he couldn't even ramp up his fastball. He couldn't get it up there. He's struggling to hit 90. Um, so that was a big concern, in um, allowing runs in five of nine appearances after doing it just thirteen of sixty three times in the regular season. So something <laughs> yeah. something happened. Um, but his strikeout rate and his his walk strikeout rate is unbelievable career wise. But it was a disaster in the playoffs, and I think the Red Sox were truly concerned about it, especially. Because him, I mean, they gave Chris Sale a big contract and and extended him. And he's the other guy whose velocity dipped significantly um, in the last year and a half. And that's a concern for a closer, especially a guy who dominates with his power.
2: Yeah. And and, uh, yeah, you've got you can't just throw the curveball. You know, he's going to have to because he's got such a wide range of velocity on those two pitches. Yeah. And, and the arm they, slots the, the same. same. Yeah.
1: And he hides it with his weird stance and the way he comes up with the ball. He does hide it well. So the pitch starts a lot closer to you than uh, I think other pitchers. He, he's, he's, he's a good pitcher and he's got great stuff. I loved having him on the Red Sox. Um, I'm mad that they didn't they didn't resign him because the Cubs, the Red Sox are doing basically what the Cubs did. I don't know what they're going to do as the trade deadline approaches, but it's 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 less pretty in Boston than it's been in uh, Wrigley. Even though this team seems streaky, there feels to be a little more hope. Um, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I'm pumped. Listen, I, he was beloved in Boston. The clubhouse liked him. I think he's a great clubhouse guy. Um I mean, after the game last night when they found out every Red Sox player was super happy for him. They were sad that he didn't come back, uh, but they were super happy for him. And they were like, it's it's too bad that he had to wait this long to get the money because he deserved every bit of it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No, so- he he's a he's a um, they were comparing him to Mariano Rivera in like how good of a closer he is over the course of his career. And I and if you look at the numbers, it, they're not totally wrong there, you know, I I
1: mean, it it, it is possible that he passes Lee Smith all time. I don't think he'll get top three. I mean, I don't think he'll get top two, but I think he can get up that level. He's that good. Um, If he returns to form, I there's no, I mean, he could get 20 saves the second half of the season.
2: Yeah. And, and 31 years old is, is pretty good for a three-year contract. You get all his years before age 35, when things really start to break down. But, um, you know, for a guy that throws that fast, you know, there's always injury concern. But, hey, they went out and they got the guy
1: that everybody everybody wanted. wanted, Everybody's
2: going to. And if he sucks, blame yourselves. (laughs) Yeah, we should. (laughs) We should. But, hey, the billionaires bought us a fancy new toy and we should be kind of thankful for it, you know, because it really does change the whole makeup of the bullpen. Uh, by slot, you know, I already said it, slotting everybody back. But um, the the other question is, you know, there's going to have to be, obviously, room on the 40 man. So, you know, people, you know, especially since his last couple outings ex- haven't been great. Uh, Kyle Ryan, everybody wants him to go. But I don't know that they do that because, you know, they already chose Kyle Ryan over Maples uh, based Which, on the fact that the he way, throws with I, his left hand.
1: Yeah, I I was I, why did Maples go? I didn't get it.
2: Yeah. Well, we talked about it a little bit. I mean, I I think it is the fact that, you know, it's the lefty righty thing uh, is why, you know, maybe they don't want to use Montgomery in the way that you'd use a loogie. So they end up, you know, they end up uh, keeping Kyle Ryan to kind of fill that role, but it hasn't really worked out that well. Uh, He's had a few effective performances, but, you know, mostly it, you know, hasn't been good or when it hasn't been good. It's really fucked things up. So we remember, but I don't know, like they could get rid of somebody like a Tim Collins or a Tony Barnett. I may, they might not want to, but they also this is pitching depth in the minors in case of injury. Like maybe Monty's shoulder still isn't is going to be barking at him all year. I don't know. Yeah. But you got guys down there in case something goes wrong. Uh but at least we don't have to watch Brad Brock try to close anymore. That's so. And and I, I should mention, and somebody we kind of have been forgetting about. I realized on this show, Ashishek, and also Carl Edwards Jr., who's been fucking fabulous since he's come back from Triple A. He's been fucking great. So he yeah, has
1: been pretty good. So so. Now,
2: so and he's the only other guy now, beside well, now you got three guys because you got Stroop back, you got uh, Carl Edwards Jr. and Kimbrel, all with swing and miss stuff. Because watching the Cubs get babipped to death in a lot of these series is is
1: series. I
2: series I, um, is, is really frustrating. So like in a year when everybody in the major leagues is striking out all the time, uh, the Cubs aren't striking out that many people. And now I think they will strike out more. This we- helps. This helps a lot. Yeah. Um, should we, move-
1: is, is Morrow coming back ever?
2: Well, if he does, Hey, how long is it will it take him to get ready? You know, I mean that's another thing. Get better. If up, he back comes up. back, the Cubs are unbeatable.
1: You've heard it here first. They win a fucking World Series. Oh yeah.
2: You hard. don't even need four innings out of your starters at that point. Yeah, no, but you're gonna <laughs> get it. You're gonna get six out of everybody,
1: and then you're just like, All right, let's throw Kimberl out there for one pitch.
2: Yeah. Well, you're throwing fresh arms. You got the the you know, you can rotate dudes in and out and have uh fresher arms because you've got so many effective ones. Like I, I don't really want to talk about the games that have happened this week. I, you know, uh, maybe just a little bit about, you know, facing the angels and Rockies, but um, you know, Joe's like almost used all his pitchers to get that win last night, you know, cause yeah. nobody was, nobody was effective. And it was just like, Oh, I- that was tough. Cause the Cubs offense was great last night. Yeah. They had to score nine runs to win it,
1: but they had to score nine to win it. And it was just, it kept, Becoming a close game, um,
2: with David Bodie.
1: I mean, are we going to talk about these games or what?
2: Well, yeah, a little bit. I mean, um, but, you know, I'd rather talk about more overview things, you know. But I guess. we Like, like the up... Brewers getting fucking thumped <laughs> by the Marlins, which was so embarrassing. Two two games in a row now. They play yeah, to, again. To get knocked out of first place. God, I want them to by get swept. the sw- Marlins. I want them to get swept so badly.
1: Oh, after the Cubs get swept by the Cardinals, you're like, oh, the Brewers have a chance here. And then,
2: and they're playing in Milwaukee, so they're losing at home, which is funnier because uh, and nobody's at these games. Which, granted, it's like you know the Marlins on a Wednesday, so maybe I, I don't think those games were packed at Wrigley either. Um, but what I do want to talk about because they're losing on the at home, man. The Cubs don't really lose at home. They're now twenty one and ten at home, but they're ten and thirteen on the road. And uh, I know that, you know, you're like, oh, go 500 on the road and go 20 over at home. That's what you want to do. No, but but if you're a good
1: team, you're supposed to, you're just supposed to be better.
2: Yeah, you're supposed to be better. And, but these, the two terrible, if you think back to the beginning of the season that started on the road, that the Cubs went, you know, they won two freaking baseball games and it just sucked to start the year. That was all on the road. And then this last little stretch has also been road games where they're losing and losing except for getting you know like getting swept by the cardinals for example which I'll I do admit yeah well yeah um
1: i don't know the
2: I've... what I, I don't know how to explain it I, I or how to fix it but you know we may... I, I think i know how to fix it and i think
1: you know since joe listens not enough costumes this year buddy yeah what should the next theme
2: trip be all dressed as praying Manti. oh, mantis i love I love it. Send what's your favorite bug? That'd be good. See, yeah, it's not weird enough. Bug that most resembles themselves. Oh, I love it. Oh, what bug
1: is what bug is uh uh uh, um what bug is Anthony Rizzo?
2: What bug is KB? Anthony Rizzo is a is a big old freaking water bug.
1: I was thinking a stink bug because he likes the smell of toes.
2: (laughs) Good call. (laughs) Yeah, how about? what do you think? Uh, what kind of uh, bug is Carl Edwards Jr.? Because he's mantis-like in a way. He's like, you know, or wh- one of those stick bugs. You know, he's those a stick bug for stick sure. Bug? What are those called? I don't even know. Some-, Some stick bug. Jason
1: and Jason Hayward is a bee, obviously, because of the bees. <laughs> yeah. I'd like to see
2: him in like the bee costume. The yeah, the the bee costume from the Blind Melon video. Yeah, with the pantyhose and everything, the the tights, just dancing I- around to Blind Melon songs.
1: Totally into it.
2: So I do think, uh, this just reminded me that I do really hope that Craig Kimbrell, his walkout song has got to be Amish Paradise by Weird Al Yankovic because of that beard.
1: I mean, we should start tweeting him now.
2: Yeah. I I, I couldn't find his Twitter. Is I that a- found a bunch of uh, bots. Is
1: that, is that offensive?
2: To the Amish? Yes. I I don't know. Ask Weird Al if he got any Amish hate. I mean, they're never going to hear it. Can you actually offend them? Yeah, well, they're, they're unoffendable. On on Rumspringa, they might have
1: right. heard it. <laughs> right? And Bob uh, Bob Hudson on the on the Ranters page said uh, he's like he looks like he's on a extended Rumspringa to pitch in the major leagues. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, well, once he got cable TV, there was no going back. Yeah, pretty um, much. So, do, what did he walk out to uh, with the Red Sox? you remember? I
1: literally uh, was just looking it up. I totally can't remember. Yeah.
2: So, to get into these games a little bit, I mean, the nice thing to see after not scoring runs in St. Louis is that the offense actually came back. They've had 23 runs in the last three days.
1: Oh, Stranglehold by Ted Nugent. As soon as I saw it, that was it.
2: I wonder if he picked it or if that's what he'll still do or if they're, they're working on new songs as we speak. You know that's what's taking Rick- him so long to come back. The
1: would be very happy if he chose a Ted Nugent song.
2: <laughs> yeah, they would. <laughs> yeah, I'll leave that as there. Yeah, I'd rather. I, the only good song he ever wrote was "Cat Scratch Fever." And Agreed,
1: and I—it's annoying to me now because I—it's it, just you know some of those songs from your from early in your life, some of those classic rock songs that you loved. I just there's so many Zeppelin songs like that to me. I'm just like, oh, uh, not again. Many- yeah. I've heard it
2: too many times. Yeah. I, I sadly I feel that way kind of about the entire like sometimes I can still dig on some Beatles but I've heard I, them all too much you know I was just gonna say the
1: same thing the Rolling Stones has overtaken my love as like all time favorite band from the Beatles just because I've heard it all so many times and I only I truly only really enjoy some of the deep cuts anymore you know the popular songs I dude the long and winding song makes me want to slip my wrists
2: yeah, I've I've also grown more fond of the Stones as time went on. Back in the day, we would have had to choose: Are you a Beatles person or a Stones person? I know, and, and I, I
1: think I had, and I'm 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 sad
2: I did because I missed out on it. But now I, I I love the Rolling Stones. The fact is, we were squeaky clean Beatle boys. And, uh, and then, uh, we, we went to India, we went to see the Maharishi and then, uh, we got into drugs <laughs> and yeah. then, and then we became the rolling stones people. So, um, yeah, offense is back. I mean, and of course, a lot of the, the, the road Hit. troubles last w- week weren't even about the offense leaving cause they scored runs in Houston. They just didn't win a games. For uh, sure. Here,
1: I, I got I got I got your recap.
2: Cubs versus Angels. Lester is
1: back, totally dialed in. Javi's bat warming up in that game. Um and the Cubs, fun game to watch because lots of luck, a lot of blue pits. That fucking cargo catch was unbelievable. How fun to have that guy on the team. And uh I Cahill, thought
2: he I thought he was gonna smash his face into the wall. I did, but he didn't care. He was yeah, all about it. And I he know. forgot
1: that it was Brooke, a uh, Brick. Brooke. Yeah, <laughs> Brick. Uh and Cahill got lit up good fuck him I guess he's yeah. gone I always liked him he's one of my favorite like weird cubs all time um but he what five runs in that inning he got fucking yeah lit he up. got so. lit up but that cargo catch and then uh he uh he scored two which was pretty great he kind of he he won that
2: game he was the guy well and I think the thing that you have to think about cargo is like he's been in there and he's he just kind of plugs up the lineup a little bit nicer you know
1: yeah, like, he because
2: it just, and I know, I mean, it's, it's been Al Mora that hasn't played, right? Right. In, I, in, in, I, I love Hayward in center. Uh, Yeah, I mean, and he's going to, I don't know that, he looks better in right, just eyeball test-wise. He, he does. You know, Um, I think, you know, he's used to those routes. It's, he's done it more, <laughs> so obviously he's a little bit better at it. But I,
1: I, I say, I say you put fucking Schwarber in center just so he has to fucking play everything straight on and then have two of the best defensive outfielders on either side of him to really shrink the center field for him. And it would be hilarious he'd be the funniest center fielder of history
2: well and also like if you take let's say you take Schwarber out and cargo played some left as and and you put Almore in center like those three out there you know is one of the best defensive outfielders uh, outfields probably in the major leagues you know, even with Al Moore in center being, a you know, not fleet of foot, but, uh, but gets through a lot of balls, makes a lot of great catches. Then you got, you know, Hayward and Cargo, like, flanking him. You just, I, I think that's one of the best defensive outfields you can have. But yeah. he was also a spark to the lineup. And what I want to say is that he was hitting behind Javi. And then Javi, granted, he was dealing with the hurt heel. But, you know, he kind of lit on fire, too. And you know when 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 you can plug a hole in your lineup like that, and because kind of like just like the bullpen, slot everybody in the right place, and you don't have like you know everybody can play their role in the way that they're best at. And I I don't think that uh, Joe has been dealing with the full box of crayons on this team, whether it be pitching or hitting. Oh, I thought you of, were
1: talking about his mental state, and if you if that's what you <laughs> you're definitely right about that. The guy's coloring in black and white sometimes.
2: But he thinks it's color. But, no, uh, John Lester coming back, I do want to at least mention that with the game against the Angels because, uh, you know, he had a bunch of stinkers in a row.
1: He did, and he, he he pitched great. He was really dialed in. I
2: mean, wait, he sat down a bunch in a row. Yeah, and um, four hits, seven innings, only the one run, uh, six strikeouts. I mean, it was, you know— just what you want, and then Edwards came out and was great and struck out too. and um, that was Maple's last game with us. <laughs> so,
1: yeah, just uh, breaking real quick. Madden said in the pregame uh, interview that he he's been told Kimbrell will probably need about
2: three weeks to get ready. Three weeks. So let's see. That's the end of that's the beginning of July at this point. Yeah, it's pretty or much end of yeah. June.
1: Yep, he's going to be back uh, right before the Fourth of July. That's so uh, annoying. Which, which is tough. All right, let me tell you. So Send yeah, the Lester pitch dialed lab. in. That was great. He he sat down a bunch in a row. He was great.
2: Yeah, and and that was good to see him be dominant. And The Angels aren't great, but like Mike Trout did. Bit, I mean, he got a single, I think, in this game or something, but or maybe it was a double. Out. Who cares? He didn't do any anything. Yeah, and I think he and struck they, him out
1: a couple times, maybe.
2: Yeah, they only got one run. Yeah, Trout struck out two times in this game, so like totally overrated. It always. I did you see? Uh, I saw Corey Finneran from the IVMv podcast. He posted up that there was a graphic on W I I think the game was on WGN. I'm not sure, but. Um, uh, there was a graphic comparing Anthony Rizzo's stats to Mike Trout's stats, oh, geez. and saying that like they were equal baseball players, like within a certain time and with these certain stats. And I'm like, whoa, that's a that's a bit of a stretch, I'd say.
1: I would say so, unless
2: you're Michael Cotton. And then it, obviously it's the <laughs> that is,
1: Michael probably wrote that graphic.
2: So. <laughs> That's like, why he hasn't I, been on the show. He's just coming up with Rizzo graphics for WGN broadcast.
1: Exactly. Now I got game one, Rocky's game mm-hmm. one Hendricks with a bunch of K's in this game. Look at <laughs> I, I,
3: it's, yeah, it's, out
1: of nowhere. This guy is like a K master and K's the side in the second, which is great cargo with that big RBI, um, after Javi runs through the stop sign at third and pretty much was dead to rights at home, but somehow got in there. Cause he's, he's Javi. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Kyle and, uh, and then Kyle Hendricks makes them pay after they fucking walk. Uh, Al- was it, it wasn't Elmore. It was uh, uh, Russell. And then he makes them pay and scores. And then Schwarber and Javi, both with the home runs, Javi's bat getting hot again, which you couldn't get better news for Cubs fans at this point. It was getting a little scary, right?
2: Well, no, I wasn't worried about Javi. I mean, I think the heel thing was really bothering him. He's the kind of guy that won't ever say it's bothering him, and it's one of those injuries that you probably can't see that well. Right. You know, I mean, I know that they go in there with ultrasounds and stuff. But He's like, no, no, it's good. It feels fine. It's more on the side and I, can, I don't step on that part. And, you know, he's arguing his way into the lineup. And quite frankly, I appreciate it because shit. He, like He he barred my mom's orthopedic shoes for the last game and he's really hitting well. <laughs> he's in there with his Dr. Scholls. He's like, ah, good. I just needed orthotics. Yes, um, but uh, no, he, he, he. you know, him coming back and, uh, you know, kind of sparking or being right in the middle of that lineup just doesn't feel like because th- half the games when you're losing, it just feels like half the guys might produce, but it's not enough because the other half aren't. So it's like you need like every other guy to do well in every any single lineup because that's where the risk comes from. You get all these dudes on base in the back half of the lineup. Does nothing, and it's like, oh, well, there are three outs, so, you know, might as well let everybody get singles and walk them, which the Cubs were walking against the Cardinals, you know, they just couldn't catch anything in because half the guys were doing nothing, you know, and now when you've got, you know, a, a little bit more depth, just even in the, the day-to-day of it, you know, the 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 how everybody's slotted, I mean, I just feel way more confident, like, when they release the line, I'm like, oh, yeah, there's a winner. Oh, there's the lineup. Oh, there's another winner, you know. And sometimes I wasn't feeling that way a couple weeks ago or, or last week.
1: Right. For um, sure. And then and then last night's game. Listen, I got I got we talked about the offense and then the lack of, you know, being able to shut them down. The thing that was missed in this game, in the headline for this game, obviously is uh, you know. Bodie opens it up in the fifth with that three-run bomber. And then again in the sixth after it got tied up. This motherfucker had seven RBI last night. Um, and thank God they won that. I would have felt bad for him if they hadn't. But the infield seagull that was walking around hanging out with Javi is actually, you know, like most musicians, uh, uh, magicians, most magicians have a, uh, like a rabbit in their hat or they have like the doves up their sleeve. Yeah. Javi's is a magic seagull. Oh, well, that's how he tags. Yes, and what he did is with the magic seagull, he rolled in that fog that came into the stadium, he made the seagull disappear and he carried every single one of Bodie's balls into fair play.
2: Oh, I love it.
1: Yeah, so that was that, that was a heavy ma- magic trick last night. Everybody missed it. And it kind of got buried in the headline, but but Bodie Bodie has the invisible seagull thing
3: Invisible seagull.
2: Wow. wow, that that's just magic, oh, Jesus! But
1: ninety-eight, tough, good win, exciting win, but tough win. You know what I mean? It was like it was great to see the offense go, but it was I don't know. It was a back and forther, right? Well,
2: yeah, it was a back and forther, and the Rockies have a decent offense. And uh, for whatever reason, like you know, I wasn't thinking that anybody was gonna put up a lot of runs in that crazy, uh, kind of spooky fog. It was kind of crazy. I I was watching the fog roll in and out as I was sitting on my back porch listening to the game, and uh, it, it was really spooky. I thought a lot of balls were just going to get popped up and just lost, and that's how all the runs were scored, but but that's not really what happened at all. Uh, and both pitchers were cruising. Darvish was going. Marquez was going. And, and uh, then it all, all kind of hell broke loose, uh, fifth, sixth inning, and, uh, you know, Cubs were up nine to three in this game. And then the bullpen just couldn't get it done. Uh, you know what they need? Craig Kimbrell. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because and But that's not even it. It. Was,
1: great. it was funny on the day that they signed him.
2: that The bullpen blew yeah. up. I know. I know. But they threw out everybody. And nobody, I mean, uh, Kyle Ryan. Br- I mean, Brad Brock was terrible.
1: Well, you're worried about the rest of the week and the rest of the weekend going through playing the Cardinals again if if we have another game like that tonight they're going to go in limping
2: yeah cuz there's no off day uh neither do the cardinals have one either but you got to look around at these uh earn run averages here Kyle Ryan with a 503 Brad Brock with a 511 Montgomery with a 470 um Ed, and then Edwards 593 though the most of that's from before they sent him down so it's um You know, it's just not getting it done, and I don't even know if slotting people back because you only get five and a third out of Darvish. And, you know, he gives up the three runs, two of them earned, three walks, five Ks. This is an average fifth starter start, you know? And to me, that's really what he's given us. I don't understand how everybody is blowing smoke up you, Darvish's... Darvish is just up. Don't attack him too much, Danny. No, everybody's really... attacking me, though. Every time I bring up that I don't think Darvish is as good as everybody's saying, they're like, oh, that, that was, was an amazing worst. start. I'm like, I don't know, 5.1, three, three runs. Like, I mean, I'm just not impressed by any of this. And
1: yeah, I, I He mean, hasn't
2: had a great start is what you're saying. No, not one that, time. That was, that was his best start,
1: and it wasn't great. You know, anyone else does it. You're like, oh, good. Lester had a decent game. He got through it.
2: Got his ERA under five, so at least, like, you know, that—he's doing better, obviously, but, like— Baby, baby steps. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I mean—but people are saying, like, even on the Outside the Ivy Show, when I asked about baby steps, that Michael and Luis were like, no! It's a big step for him! I'm like, I don't know about big— it's like maybe he just like is holding onto the couch. And just yeah. <laughs> spe- spe- speaking of outrage, can we talk about one quick thing since we're
1: finishing up the Rocky series today, and this is a little bit of Rocky no- news, and it's a, a good baseball or an interesting baseball story. The Hartford Yard Goats, the Double A affiliate of the Rockies, nearly tossed a combined no hitter against Trenton Thunder the double-A affiliate of the fucking New York piece-of-shit goddamn motherfucking Yankees. Um, Rico Garcia got the start, tossing six terrific innings, yielding no hits and no walks with 11 strikeouts. Man, we need that guy. The only two base runners he allowed reached via fielding error. Jordan Foley took over in the seventh, striking out two. In a perfect inning of work, Logan Cortez worked the eighth, keeping the no-hitter alive with one strikeout in a perfect frame. Uh, Closer Ben Bowden took over in the ninth, trying to secure a 3-0 victory and the no-hitter. Bowden struck out Jorge Saez to open the frame, bringing up Matt Lipka, who decided to lay down a fucking bunt. Well, yeah, you need base
2: runners. It's three to nothing. Matt still Lipka win this game.
1: laid down a bunt. He was successful. There was a benches-clearing brawl.
2: There's got to be more to it. They must have already hated that guy.
1: No, but, is it, dude, bunting, I mean, listen, you're right. you got to try to win baseball games. Yeah, that's just, the name is, of the game. Isn't, isn't one of the unwritten rules in baseball when someone's pitching a no-hitter, you don't fucking bunt?
2: That's stupid. No, that's not. That's not one of the. You guys just go for the win, no matter. People def- are outraged the, by it. The, do you know how many bunts get laid down and they still throw them out? Most of them. So I don't want to fucking hear it. Yeah, it's pretty cheap
1: though. It's a cheap way to do it. If you can't fucking hit the guy, it's just cheap. It's hey, cheap.
2: You get it's a guy on. You, it's not like you bunt them. You get another base hit. Then the you next got the guy
1: struck out, and then the next guy grounded out. It sucked.
2: Yeah, but they could have tied the game. I've seen rallies in the ninth inning with two outs.
1: I know. when they get You're it going wrong. and it was a bunt. I, I still think it's fucking cheap. You don't fucking bunt to break up a no-hitter in the ninth inning.
2: A Do com- it early in the game. A combined no-hitter so in the what? minor leagues.
1: That's still a big deal. it's a fight. big deal
2: enough for the benches to clear. They must have hated each other before. I, I think, think there's more to cheap. it. I think there's more to it.
1: No, it's that, dude. It's just cheap. It's cheap.
2: Well uh let's move on to uh, Lyle's betting corner, shall we? And yes. uh, do you this game between the Cubs and uh, the Colorado Rockies, it's going to take place uh, in an hour and 10 minutes. so yeah. uh, and
1: if if you I don't know if you'll even be able to get to this point in the show before the game starts.
2: No you won't, but I, I want to hear what we're betting on uh, because I see that the Cubs with uh, Quintana minus going-
1: 210.
2: Yeah, it, yeah, and I, I got 220 here on mybookie.ag, and an over-under of eight and a half. Uh, so the uh, the Cubs are favored in this game, and uh, they're going up against Lambert, which I don't believe that's who we said uh, was going to happen. John Gray was supposed to pitch yes. this game, but it looks like Lambert is going to be in there.
1: What do you think about that guy?
2: I have no idea who he is. <laughs> so neither do I. Yeah. So that's so, probably why the Cubs. So I mean, but you're not going to take this bet, right? Because it's so, uh,
1: well. I honestly, if I was going, I think the bet is to bet against the Cubs in this game. I mean, the sweep
2: sweeps are rare. Well, let's look up Lambert on the Rockies. Peter Lambert is his name. What a what an awful! I got a good friend named Lambert Moss.
1: I, uh, Lambert's a great first name.
2: Yeah, but yeah, last name Lambert. Um, I kind of don't even his like baseball reference isn't even coming up. Oh, Peter Lambert will debut for the Colorado Rockies. So bad this signed, guy did. Signed yeah, for the Cubs. yeah, so that's that's why I'm not finding a, a baseball reference. Just a lot of. Yeah. So, yeah, that's if you want to go with the idea, you can make a lot of money. Bet betting against the Cubs in this game. So there's your bet. Go to mybookie.ag, bet against your favorite team, the Chicago Cubs, and make a little money and live to play another day. Lambert. All your money on Lambert. There we go. Use the that pro- is is in! Use promo code RANTO when you're signing up. So let's move on to uh, this next series. We got the Cardinals again, which, you know what, this is kind of annoying because not to give away Cubs for prediction later in the show, but uh, the Cubs played the Cardinals, then the Rockies. Then they're going to play the Cardinals and then the Rockies.
1: Weird, weird job by the schedule makers.
2: Yeah, because usually you want a little bit of time. And I was thinking about why does that annoy me? And it's because uh, I I think it's. Cardinals are still dominating the Cubs. What if they get swept again? Yeah, well, not only that, but like you kind of want to see teams at different points in their season. Right. You You want to see what they're made of. And I think that makes it more fair.
1: Well, and it makes it unfair because,
2: like, the Cubs
1: don't have a a, a
2: full bullpen at this point, so they're kind of at a disadvantage. Yeah, like what if we had Kimbrel this weekend and this game was in July, you know, like it should be. But uh, I'm sure we play him in July, too. But this will be the second series that we face the Cardinals at Wrigley, at least last time they swept them. But uh, just like last series, Yadier Molina will not be – with the Cardinals which is kind of sad because he's not having a great year.
1: No, it uh, the end is the end is near
2: Cardinals fans. That is, guy's fucking done. Yeah. All the Cardinal fans that listen to this Cubs po- Cup podcast just drove off the road. Yep. He's finished. But let's hope that they can finally make that deal that's been on the table for so long. Uh yeah. which is uh, Yadier Molina for Mike Trout.
1: They've been trying. Yeah, they've been trying. They, they don't want to do it, though. They don't, the do don't want to do it.
2: Let's see if the Angels can finally get this done. <laughs> but after signing that big contract, just they're they're like, you owe us for poo holes. Um, so uh yeah, we swept them, they swept us, or that happened in the reverse order. And so it's now our now our turn. Um the cards outscored us eleven to six last time. And um, but it's uh I don't know. At Wrigley, we outscored them 23 to 10. So this, these games are at Wrigley. I'm feeling good about this. Do you, um,
1: do you feel like there's probably a potential of being a meatloaf game on Sunday based on, you know, sweep, sweep? And now we're like, all right, it's four to four. Now what happens?
2: Yeah. I mean, these obviously Cubs Cardinals, that really is the rivalry. You know, uh, more than I mean, I think you got like a big brother, little brother thing with the Brewers and stuff, but the Cardinals have had so much success in their franchise. Well, and
1: that It's the other way. Cardinals being the big brother to the Cubs. The Cubs are kind of the middle child.
2: Well, I think that has changed now. I think uh, the day that, well, the Cubs, no, the Cubs down, are the little
1: brother that can now beat them in like one-on-one basketball Consistently, a smarter, makes a little more money.
2: Yeah. We'll it, see
1: what happens, though.
2: Yeah, I mean, I think 2015 until the Cardinals can man because I have the, a broader view of it. Until the Cardinals can beat the Cubs in a playoff series, then uh, it,
1: or or win another series.
2: No, I, who cares about the regular season? We're, no, with no, 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 no. We're World, going to the World se- Series. World
1: Series. World Series. That's what I meant.
2: Yeah, yeah. Or win another World Series. You're right, right. But um, but they they have a bad road record too. They're 11 and 16 on the road, and uh, they got rained out last night. Um, I don't know what it – and they lost, I believe, after – they lost the next game after sweeping us. Who did they play? I forget who they have right now. Uh, do you know?
1: I'm trying to look. My, I'm not, my computer's not moving Cincinnati, fast
2: enough. Cincinnati. They
1: Cincinnati. Lo- I, was bus- I was busy uh, watching the Rockies get pounded. I forgot who the Cardinals were playing.
2: Yeah, it's the top of the first there now. Um, so everybody's got games today. Uh, well, let's do a little, oh, it's not working. So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I don't know what's happening, but all my hard drives got unplugged, uh, right before. Yeah, it's not working. I did. Okay. I'd have to restart and shit. So I picked up this rake at Home Depot. Uh, Carpenter. Yeah. Matt Carpenter, annoyingly to Cubs fans. Uh, he's coming in hot. He's got an OPS over 1,000. So does Ozuna. And,
1: and one of my new favorite players in all of baseball, Ozuna.
2: Yeah, I do kind of dig it. I, you know, no, I, I, I like know them. you're not supposed to like Cardinals players, but I, I like how unkempt Jose Martinez looks with it. Like, I just like that look. Those dudes that have, like, the dreads coming out, like, wildly out of their helmets. Like, I just love it. You should see in his pants. Oh, man. Can you imagine it coming out of his cup? <laughs> wow He didn't even the cup, need it. The cup runneth over His pubes are so thick He doesn't even need a cup
1: Dude, it's crazy It's like <laughs> It's like uh, It's like stainless steel
2: Yeah You can fucking scrape your Cast iron pans With his fucking pubic hair Um And in case you're, I mean, I know a lot of people, they're still going to be scared of Yadier Molina, and he does annoying, pokey things to the he, Cubs that You probably bothers. still
1: want him on the field compared to uh, their backup. who's
2: Yeah, he's got two homers this week. Uh, Matt Wieters is on fire.
1: Remember when that guy was going to be the second coming of the greatest catchers to ever play the game, and it just never happened for him? Man. He had too many injuries, I think.
2: I'm not sure what happened to Matt Wieters. I didn't really clock his career too much, but. Yeah, he was because he was in the,
1: uh, the AL East. But when he came up, everybody's like, oh, he's going to be the next great catcher in all of baseball.
2: Yeah. Well, they're always touting that to get money.
4: I uh, haven't had to worry about flicks since my grudge days. <laughs> Remember them? <laughs> Remember
2: them? Well, uh, Paul DeJong is just three for his last 22, and they're only they've only been singles. And uh, Bader, Fowler, and uh, Jose Martinez, despite having incredible pubes, has sucked an egg lately. Um, and but the card's worst hitting everyday player this year has been Yadier Molina.
1: He's done, folks. Just get rid of him. Yeah. It's not even worth. I mean, they should they should just release him. So how about uh,
2: throw it up, motherfucker? Throw it up. Uh, I hate to say it, but Adam we- Fucking Wainwright.
1: dude, he shut should- us down. He shut the Cubs the fuck down. Yeah, and it was we, so goddamn good. It was so annoying to watch, we, especially after pounding
2: him in the playoffs a few years ago. Oh, like his career was done at that point. Yeah, well, we we pounded him freaking three weeks earlier. I know six runs. They got six runs through five off of him, and then this time he like out hit out there looking like Sandy Koufax.
1: Yeah, and we're gonna see him right in.
2: I don't We're going remember. to see him in the series, so we don't have to talk he, about how he's, he's awesome three, until, because right I don't think he's going to be awesome this time, but he is facing us this weekend. And um,
4: yeah, just, just put your lips together and blow.
2: Uh, well, Waka, who uh, Michael Waka has moved to the pen, has really sucked the big fat one. Uh, six runs in three innings pitched, including no. three home runs. That he's given up. So that guy, talking about a guy that will probably come out and be nails against us now. Of course. Yeah. But, but uh, it's
1: nice to see because he's been pretty good against the Cubs. It feels like at least my memory serves me right. It feels that way. The only other thing Cubs fans can hope for even more is that Mikolas really starts to suck and also gets sent to the bullpen since he was just this random player that they picked off the scrap heap last year and then gave a decent contract to this year, which was surprising.
2: Yeah. And Carlos Martinez is in the bullpen. Uh so you know that the entire bullpen is also infected with gonorrhea. Ah, uh, dude, don't sit down. Do not sit down in the on the bullpen bench. So, uh offensively, comparatively, uh the Cubs do have the fourth highest OPS in the majors they probably just ticked over 800 and they're 50 points higher than the very average cardinals the cubs have hit the fifth most home runs in the majors so that number feels that way it feels yeah. like that's all they're doing solo shots yeah um yeah and I, I was so excited when they hit a two-run homer the other day and then Bodie hit the three-run homer last night so uh, cubs
1: can walk too Yeah, they give up walks and they take walks.
2: Well, and that's ticking up, too, because uh, the Dodgers have been the walking kings for a few years now. And the Cubs have been not too shabby in that department, but always second to the Dodgers. Now they're tied with the Dodgers in walks. Um, The Cardinals Cardinals are
1: walks. You know, it seems like year after year, the teams that really go deep in the playoffs seem to be really patient teams who get a lot of walks.
2: Yeah, well, and it's also strike zone discipline because if if they're not going to give in, if they're not going to give in to you and give you a pitch that you can do something with, you're better off taking the walk, even though it's it's only one base. um, Oh, Dodgers just ticked ahead of us. 253 walks to our 252 the Red Sox 244 Mariners 240 Brewers walk a lot Phillies Angels Indians Astros Braves all those most of those teams are at the tops of their division the Yankees round out the top 10 believe it or not the Cubs are just average
1: in strikeouts which just it feels like God it feels like they strike out a lot Cubs I mean and the cards are really good at not striking out
2: yeah they don't strike out much uh the uh, the Cardinals are actually, like, sixth best, whereas the Cubs are, are pretty actually average at striking out, which I know you think you do, but, like, there are teams like the Brewers and actually a l- lot of shitty teams striking out here. Like, you know, Brewers are the only good one. Mariners striking out. Uh, I guess the Padres are decent. White Sox strike out. Tigers strike out. Rangers, Rockies, yeah. Diamondbacks, Shitty, shitty teams Jays. who are
1: all trying to bash the ball.
2: Yeah. And, or, or just they don't have good enough – players to recognize pitches, you know? Right. So uh Cubs are last in stolen bases. I think I'm that's hoping fine. this is
1: an anomaly, and then down the stretch, when it really matters, that fucking country Joe, Benny's Joe Madden fucking unleashes. The speed of Anthony Rizzo. The speed <laughs> of Anthony Rizzo on the base paths. And just, no, I just... I think the Cubs have always been at their best when they've been really aggressive. They're about aggressive base runners, but I just like stealing a couple more bases, doing more of that, making teams fucking you know, pitch out of the stretch, work, work hard. I, I think it works for them when he, when he coaches like that, I think it works for him too. Um, I, I hope that's part of their game plan later in the season. And that it shocks people because they've done it so little this year, all of a sudden they start running.
2: Well, I, I think you're going to look at like, who's on they the have mound. some speed. Well, I think once other teams start to sleep on them, They'll do a little bit more, but yeah. you know, even like Javier Baez, like uh, who would you think would be an excellent base stealer? He's been caught three times and only stolen two. Uh, Jason Hayward leads the team with four. Um, lots of guys have none. Um, you know, Rizzo, Rizzo has <laughs> two, which is tied for second <laughs> with Almora and and Javi. So it's like I and here's what's going to happen: they'll have like a series where they just they'll run and it'll be a total shock. And it'll be like kind of a stealth sort of, uh, you know, you know, sort of surprise attack, if you will. Cause I think I remember seeing that last year or at least in previous years that you're like, man, Cubs stole eight bases this weekend. And then they didn't run the rest of the year. Yeah. Something like, something like that could happen. um, so, the, But the Cardinals do steal bases, and in fact, they beat us uh, last weekend by stealing bases, advancing the runner in that way. Um, the Cubs have scored 24 more runs than the Cardinals. and Well, actually, now it would be th- uh, plus 9, so <laughs> 30-some-odd more runs than the Cardinals. They didn't play last night. The Cubs' team ERA is nearly half a run better than the average Cardinals. Uh, the bullpens are about the same. The Cubs are a little better shockingly. Yeah. But I think that changed last night. Yeah. Uh, Cubs and Cardinals have an average amount of strikeouts. Uh, I think that changes now, uh, and both teams walk runners at an above average pace. That should which be is no better, surprise, which, which
1: advantage Chicago because the Cubs also walk a lot. So if they have a team that tends to walk batters, they're going to take advantage of that advantage. Cubs,
2: And they did against Wainwright. They just couldn't move anybody along. Uh, the Cubs are second best at keeping the ball in the park via the Shotgun. home run. And the Cards have given up 20 more homers, but they're pretty average at it. Okay. Um, defensively, the Cubs are fourth in errors. Uh, the Cardinals are sixth best.
1: And by the way, one of those games, I think, the third game of that last series, the Cardinals were flashing the leather, and you're watching it. was like, man, you expect this from the Cubs, and I, I don't know. Give me some good news, Danny. Give it to me. I we got to be over. The Cubs Dur of six ninety four
2: is is average is average average average. The Cardinals, yeah, like you said, flashing the leather, 713 fourth best.
1: Yeah, I was afraid of that.
2: So, uh, hit them where they ain't. Well, they they ain't they they ain't going to ain't be a lot of places. That's a a, a triple negative.
1: All right, how how uh, how are we going to get a scavenger hunt going?
2: Okay. All right. First of all, congratulations to Bill Shugas on his entering entry and his masterfully photoshopped uh, Daniel Murphy looking all muscly in little tight boy shorts uh, at a gay pride parade, flat, flying the rainbow. Pretty great. Happy Pride! And uh, so, Happy Pride everybody. This time, I, it, it's a bit of a callback to something I said earlier in this episode. I think the best thing to do would be to go on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, to, like, mixed groups of people on Facebook of, uh, you know, baseball fans and try to get a Cardinals fan to to uh, not want to trade Yadier Molina for Mike Trout because that's always hilarious. Pretty great. Yeah. So just make somebody do that. Expose a Cardinals fan. Uh, hashtag Scavenger Hunt. Please tag me at Sunranto or just, you know, screenshot it and throw it on the Ranters page and tag me. Um, weather-wise, this weekend, we got one game and two 6 pms. It's going to be in the high 60s, low 70s. Chance of rain on Sunday morning, but I think all these games get played at the very least. Um, I should go mention that on Saturday, when the weather should be quite nice, uh, you should come out and see the Bleacher Bum Band over at G-Man Tavern. It is free. It is before the game at 3.30 p.m. G-Man is on Clark, uh, just north of Wrigley Field. So, come on the fuck out and rock out with us. Got a couple new songs going out there. Remember the uh, Sweep the Cardinals song? We changed it. It's now called, Fuck the Cardinals, Fuck the Cardinals. Something for everybody. So, uh, yeah, the, uh, where were we? Lila, are you even there? I knew it. I knew he left. Well, so game one, we've got uh Miles Mikulis, and uh he wasn't gonna pitch, but because of the rain out, he's gonna. And uh so Jack Flaherty got moved to Saturday. Miles Mikulis is four and six with a four forty-one earned run average this year, so he's not getting the money that his contract uh well the Cardinals had hoped that it would be worth. Going up against Cole Hamels, four and two with a three sixty-two. Uh, They're giving away a Cubs cap uh, in this artist series in the bleachers. Everybody that gets a bleacher ticket gets this hat. And they're actually pretty cool. They're like, you know, a little different than uh, other Cubs hats that you've uh, seen before. So, hi, Lyle. Hey, buddy. Sorry. (laughs) I had to go. So, uh, Miles Mikolas, he kicked our butt last week. Uh, He only gave up one run on six hits and pitched seven innings. So, he had not had a great year, but he was good against us. And uh, that was the last time he pitched. Um, Cole Hamels, he gave up one run on two hits, so he kind of did the, uh, even better than Miles Mikolas did against the Cardinals. Uh, but the Cubs lost this game, even though he lasted seven innings and was masterful. Really, really yeah. disappointing. But, you know, the takeaway is after a couple of kind of crappy starts from Cole Hamels and John Lester, both those old guys came back and did something that we hadn't seen them do it in a few starts.
1: It's really good to see.
2: Yeah, Jack Flaherty, who's four and three with a three seventy six, um, he's going up against John Lester. Big who, game, John
1: Lester. Ready? He's
2: back, dude. He's four and four with a three thirty two. That's double what it was when he was the ERA leader briefly. Um, this game's on Fox at six p.m. They are giving away nothing at the door for you. Um, please come see the Bleacher Bone Band before G Man Tavern. So Jack Flaherty, uh, well, he gave up two solo shots on four hits only. He struck out eight through five, but he only pitched 77 pitches. Then the last time he pitched was against the Cubs. Um, He did well. Uh, John Lester, uh, well, he hasn't seen the Cardinals yet. So I just thought I'd look up what guys do against him. And Jed Jerko lights him the fuck up, which is probably why we hate Jed Jerko, is because of what he does to John Lester over and over and over. And uh unfortunately Cubs uh famed Cubs killer Paul Goldschmidt uh the reason we hate him is because of what he's done to John Lester and uh Ozuna does well against him too. But uh John Lester's back. I think he neutralizes back, those I
1: don't I don't I'm not worried at all. He's back. Yeah. Dominance. I think the Cubs I don't know. Maybe the Cubs can sweep this series.
2: I think they can. I, I, I mean, I wish we had Kimbrel, but I mean, the fact that it's at home, I think that there really is one of those strange home road things going on. I'm identifying it way too early. But I'm just saying that, like, all their really bad stretches. You're have, it. The I'm Cubs are going to finish,
1: like, 22 games above 500 and be,
2: like, 500 on the road. Yeah, something like that. Like, it's <laughs> – and, and uh, you, you know, I don't know what it is. But let's get – let's keep Wrigley rocking at the very least because, you know, I'm not going to gonna get a chance to go to a lot of road games this year. So, maybe that's why they're – maybe that's the problem. Oh, it's you. It's me. I wish you
1: had that much power. And if you do, and you're just using it for this, I'm just annoyed.
2: Well, it didn't work in uh, the opening series of the year when the Cubs lost three or four of the Rangers. Right. Because I did happen to see a couple of those games live.
1: Well, no, no. Two or three. They lost two or three. You definitely. um, cursed them because of the way you ate in Texas, you ate fucking sushi at like a chain restaurant. You ate barbecue at a chain restaurant. You idiot. I can't help where my cousin brings me. Ugh, I
2: was so mad at you while you were down there. Well, I had never eaten there before, <laughs> so it was new to me. Uh, where were we? Game three. Uh, we're going to see Adam Wainwright again, and it's really too bad because we were going to see Genesis Cabrera, which we would have had fun with that, right? A guy named Genesis on the mound on a Sunday y- night. Yes, yeah, Susu Studio. Yeah. <laughs> All night long, we would have been singing Susu Sudio. Uh and he was 0-2 with a six forty eight and he sucks. And we don't get to see him and say so we gotta see the guy that was great against us. But Adam Wainwright is only five and five right now, ultimately. He's going up against uh Kyle Hendricks, six and four with a three one six. That night, five thousand children under the age of thirteen will get shitty headphones. Cool. Yeah. I believe Clark is pictured on them. This is a night game again. Kind of. It's at six It'd be night for an hour an, of it. An evening game. Yeah. Uh. Fucking Adam Wainwright. 126 pitches, eight innings pitched, two hits, zero, w- w- zero runs, but seven walks. Uh. But the Cubs got six runs in five innings. the The time before that they saw him. So at I- Wrigley. So I,
1: first of all, Kyle's coming in, dealing. I'm um, feeling good, and I there's no way Wayne Wright can do that back to back against the Cubs unless he's back too. Nah, nah. I don't think so. I feel like that guy's done. He's yeah. just like, a, yeah, he's just, yeah. He's in the lackey stages of his career.
2: <laughs> so uh, Kyle Hendricks, speaking to him, um, he went seven innings and gave up three runs last time to the Rockies. Struck out ten. Um, He, uh, last time he faced the Cardinals, though, that was w- the Maddox. Nine-inning, yeah. four-hit shutout uh, over there in, uh, on a Friday afternoon in early May. On a b- beautiful, beautiful, beautiful Friday. Um, Oh, but speaking of not beautiful, oh, what up, Cubstradamus? Oh, he's in the
1: house. What up, duty?
4: Hey, guys.
1: How's it going? You know what? I'm just going to be good. nice to you today. I'm not going to bust your balls. I'm just... You stink. Whatever you're weird looking. You you have terrible hygiene. You have bad habits. You're really not very smart. But I'm gonna be nice to you today.
4: Well, thank you because I'm not having a very good day today because
1: oh oh what's wrong?
4: Well, my um uh, my robe tore.
2: Oh, I'm sorry, Danny. I know that's what I was saying. Like when oh, you yeah. walked in, I I just as I said beautiful, I was like oh nice entrance cubs cubsy.
4: <sighs> yeah. So my robe is torn, and I need a new robe, and I don't have any money, so I was hoping that maybe the Patreon su- subscribers could help me out with uh, oh,
1: how, mu- how much for a new invisibility cloak?
4: Well, that's the thing, is they don't make the old invisibility cloak anymore, and oh. so I've got to buy the new invisibility cloak, which... You know it's just oh, kind of right. like it's the upgrade you can't get like the no. 6S. you're got to get the 10 now yeah so and I got the 6S for free I mean the invisibly cloak for free when I signed up on Sprint but now that I changed they made me pay a thousand dollars for I mean uh, for the new invisibility cloak it's gonna cost well like eight million I'd say
1: oh I'm sure the Patreon supporters <laughs> will be happy to do that but
4: it's you. it's Canadian eight oh. million Canadian
2: so ten bucks.
4: Yeah, I think it's the exchange rate, something like that.
2: Yeah, I'll I'll look it up and see uh, what it says. Yeah,
4: that'd be great. Um, and then so uh, if if any Patreon supporters out there want to like maybe if you're giving a dollar, give two dollars. That'd be great because uh, you know, if I can get the upgrade invisibility cloak, which actually attaches directly to my magic carpet and does GPS, that'd be really great.
1: Okay. All right. So what do you got? Do you have a do you have a poem or whatever it is you call what you do a prediction? Oh, yeah.
4: yeah. Here we go. The Cubbies have no plans on staying because the skies in Chicago keep graying after three with St. Louis. The Cubbies go west to do this with the team we are currently playing. Who is it? The Rockies. Yeah.
1: Well, okay. Correct. That was cool. Thanks for doing. <laughs> thanks for doing that, Lyle. <laughs> You're I welcome. Know. Now you can leave, Cubstradavis. Danny doesn't want to look at your balls anymore.
4: Oh. Okay. Uh, thanks, everybody. Next time, hopefully, I'll have my invisibility cloak. Cubstradavis out.
1: Is that the first time we've ever been right?
2: I think there was like maybe one other time, but oh, um, all right. somebody's well, got to go back through the archives and find right. out when that was. And uh, I'll I'll let you have an entry into the scavenger hunt competition if you find it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, TFC, yeah. a, a Cardinals fans like Big. I I can't remember what his name is. I cut it off. Big whoop, Cubs get Kimbrel. Their bullpen still blows. By the way, he's not that good anyhow. And then a Cubs fan responded, lowest ERA in live ball era. Three, Mariano Rivera, 2.21. Two, Kenley Jansen, 2.20. Craig Kimbrell, number one at 1.91. Whatever. <laughs> 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 I just thought it was funny.
2: <laughs> yeah, m- mine is not so much an exact thing of that, what somebody said, but it's more th- but what somebody – Meant, (laughs) And and I'm going to totally paraphrase it, but I do not understand really anybody that was against signing Craig Kimbrell. And I got to call out uh, my colleague, Al Yellen, at Bleed Cubby Blue for posting all over Facebook yesterday, like, and because you wrote an article about like, um, Word is the Cubs are getting Kimbrel just like everybody wrote that article. Uh, cause uh what's his name? Uh Rosenthal kept tweeting out you yeah, know, the Cubs he, were and in he, it.
1: Dude, he called it. By the way, you get mad with all these rumors when they come out. A lot of them could turn out to be true. And I think most of these conversations are right.
2: And a lot of these guys like Rosenthal when they say shit. They have sources. So I think it's worth talking about. Well, and they just he got ordained as the guy who lets everybody know. And that's fine, you know, and so he He's I I mean I don't know how many times he's been wrong. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Al Yellen. Yeah, Al Yellen. He's <laughs> was all over Facebook yesterday, being like, "So everybody wants Kimbrel. Uh Yay or nay? I'm mostly a nay. How in the fuck can you be a nay? Well, I- after everything we know about this pitcher, like, it, you know, I don't care about the playoff thing." Maybe it's a thing, maybe it's not a thing. But how could you not want Craig Kimbrell? That's ridiculous.
1: Yeah, it's the, you're a it's the,
2: that's a flexing cube position to make.
1: Agreed, but it, I'm not going to defend Ali Allen because you know he can defend himself. He's got he's got the. Uh, oh, I'm going to yell at him. To do it
2: next time I see him. I have not gotten out to the bleachers because I spend way more time talking about the Cubs than watching them these days.
1: Right, but he is one of those guys that seems constantly concerned about the per, the purse springs of the the, the purse strings of the rickets. Um, Why? For baseball, a lot of people are. And for baseball reasons, whatever. Um, I don't know. I just... Uh...
2: In 10 games in uh, the playoffs from 2010, 2012, 13, 16, and 17, Kimbrell did not give up a run until game four in of... I don't even know what game this was. Of the ALDS. He didn't... in. In his 10th game, it took him 10 games to give up runs. Last year, I think, was an anomaly. It was yeah. a, a pretty severe anomaly because his first four starts in the postseason, he gave up runs. But he gave them up to the Yankees in Houston. Like, those are really good offenses.
1: No, abs- absolutely. I mean, you got to remember that, too. When he was getting hit around in the playoffs, I mean, th- those were 3 of the 5 including the Red Sox themselves who he obviously wouldn't pitch against 3 of the 5 best offenses in all of baseball and historically good.
2: Yeah, and he also he shut down the Dodgers in the World Series when it really mattered except for the one game in game 4 when he gave up uh two runs but they they, they fucking won anyway. Right. The Red Sox. So like I don't know. To me like it's just a ridiculous hill to die on to be like don't get us the greatest closer of our generation. We don't need him. Pedro Strop is fine. In fact, the better thing would be to do would be to do uh, is uh trade some of your young prospects and get the guy from the Blue Jays or the Giants or you know what I mean? Like no, this just cost billionaires money. That's all it did. I don't fucking care. That's what they're there for. To right. spend money on my favorite team. Right. That
1: that game four when 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 the Red Sox still won nine to six. I happened to be there. Mm. When they scored five runs in the ninth.
2: Brutality. It was so good. So, um, yeah, so that's mine. I also want to just kind of shout out. There's another one that's uh, kind of was getting a little play is that uh, my friend Stuart McVicker from Club 400, you know, fearless leader of that awesome organization. If you yes. haven't been, you got to go. But he is fed up and he was pissed off and he went over on the bleacher banner on Facebook and he's like, season tickets, fuck off. I'm out. And why he's got a hundred level seats and I know those can be pricey on certain days but you cannot he is losing his shirt on these season tickets this year and um the whole thread was full of people saying that basically it's not well that they're losing money too especially in the bowl so I, he was they' because they're, they're too expensive they're Nobody way wants to too pay expensive that much for him So, yeah, the
1: the tickets are too expensive. The The ticket price alone, never mind if they want to try to make a little money to cover the cost for their fees and and other tickets that they don't, have the ability to sell and try to pay for some of the games. That's not even an option. That's not
2: an option anymore. And somebody said on that thread that they used to look at Cubs tickets as an investment, that there was something that being a season ticket holder meant you were special and that you got some discounts. And if you, if you skip the Saturdays, you could make enough and you sold your a playoff ticket here and there. You could make enough off your tickets so that you could, you know, get a little discount, you know, like you're paying less than everybody because you're so loyal. Well, now they just took their most loyal people and they gouged the fuck out of them so that, and you know, the Cubs are dumping tickets on StubHub too. Because they're right. charging an arm and leg at their own box box office, right? And it then, appears that they're holding tickets back so they can try to capitalize on it too. Yeah, because it's all money to them. They already own the fucking building. If they can get people in there drinking and eating, it's it's just gravy to them. But the, all of the risk, the weather risk, the um, you know, the team doing well risk. Team sucking risk. They make you put the yeah. They make you put the uh, down payment, but like the day after the season's over. Yep. Of the year before, so they're t- without you them t- announcing what they're going to do, what kind of
1: moves they're going to make, and you don't know if it's worthy of yeah. sticking around. You
2: you Which you pay get the f- business decision, but it sucks. I mean, the people didn't even know Daniel Descalzo and Brad Brock were going to be on this team for Christ's sakes before they. <laughs> show I mean, out. had
1: had I known, I may have bought season tickets this
2: year. Oh, this would have been the year. Do you it's know why? Because everybody would have dropped their season tickets, but. I gotta wonder, and I'm curious if we can uh, maybe tinfoil hat this one and uh, you know, kind of hive mind what people think. I'm curious is like, do you can you see any motivation why the Cubs would want to be shaking out their most loyal season ticket holder fans in uh, favor of a different model by which nobody has season tickets and they have all the tickets. No, because
1: I mean, even though Wrigley is an attraction, we've seen when they've been bad and they're not going to be great forever. You know, they're going to try to be, but there's going to be down years. That place was fucking empty and the the organization wouldn't be able to support themselves based on that.
2: And after it being so, I don't think we bought them out like they did before. I just don't think that happens. But um Unless, you know, there's like a, you know, one of those like 1985 years when the entire starting rotation goes on the DL after a promising 84, you know, um, you know, that happens. But without that being the case, I don't see them bottoming out in that way, but it took a long time for people to come back to Wrigley after being bad for that long. After like 20, you know, basically after the run in 2008, it just they did nothing until 2015. So that seven-year period, people disappeared after a while, and there was a huge shakeout. Obviously, because now talking about really losing your money, I didn't pay more than four dollars to go to a baseball game. Pretty much the first four years, I was doing the show.
1: Yeah, I mean, we you what didn't we pay eighty-six cents one game plus Se- fees
2: seventy-five cents
1: seventy-five cents. That's what it was
2: for a bleacher ticket. That's before they had like minimums on it. StubHub was new, ish. Um. So and you know, they had the six hour window they, I mean, they've been fucking around with the tickets every year this time. there's no more paper tickets and and you know all that stuff has pissed off season ticket holders, your most loyal fans. the season ticket holders like the the season tickets. Now they charge you ten dollars for each game that maybe you'd want, but they're apparently special, like they'll tell you something that happened on that day if it was a special day or something. But I know people that collect every single game and they go to 40 games. Right. You know, and uh, and the Rick had just basically said, fuck you. Well, you know what? If you're shaking out a dude like Stuart McVicker. Who's a diehard, obviously. He's yeah. got a whole charity devoted around the Cubs yeah. and fans. He has baseball players that are legends in his house signing his wall. So, and if you're shaking out a guy like that, you're fucking up, Cubs. So, like, if maybe the, the flexing cube is me here and being like, you know, I don't know what the answer to this is. Enough people that are season ticket holders to uh, drop out or complain or be like, "You better pull out." And or by the way, this was of... a
1: lot off season too. You remember there were a few articles written by some pretty prominent people who were like, "It's just not worth it anymore."
2: Yeah, we talked about it in the in the <laughs> depressing off season about yeah. You, you know, there were articles written, and shared, and you know it. And they're they're tr- so. What I'm wondering is why would they be trying to shake out their most loyal fans, or is it just unencumbered capitalism and these people are unthinking autocrats probably
1: what probably yeah it just sucks I'm sorry to hear that Stuart that sucks and I you know hopefully the Cubs will hear this eventually and think about it and do something about it
2: yeah I I really hope they do because season ticket holders deserve better and and and, it doesn't seem it seems like bad business to me there's no way in hell if my number came up that I'd buy them. I wouldn't For I sure. just wouldn't at this point. It's just, I think it's a bad investment. And because you,
1: tried it. you played the ticket game, you worked with somebody and you were like,
2: that's well, stuff. and I should bring that a up. Good season. 2017. Yeah. Yeah. And it was still hard because they, they raised their ticket prices so much. And then like, I would have a Saturday game and it would get rained out and they'd play it on a Wednesday. Like, you know, the, you take all that risk and uh, you know, when you're, the risk is 90 bucks for a bleacher ticket on some of those Saturday games. You know, and so when you consider that, like it, th- that's they don't usually go too far above that on StubHub. And plus, like you're gouging everybody at that point. So I got to gouge you because I got gouged, you know, so everybody's gouging each other. And I and that just sucks. So I'll get off my soapbox at this point. But I just I hope they do better because, you know, it takes a lot of time and effort to even have season tickets and deal with the whole thing. And, uh, you know. That you you shouldn't end up having to be you know a broker or like you know eating money because you're the most loyal fan. That's that's bullshit. And uh, you know it's, it, all the freaking Albert Almora autographs in the world in you know that you get as a perk ain't gonna do ain't gonna buy that off. You know what no, I mean? No, for sure. Uh,
1: last last thing I wanted to say before we finished up for the day is R.I.P. Andrew McCutcheon, You were a worthy opponent.
2: Yeah, that's sad.
1: All makes right. me sad. He yeah. was great. He was a great opponent. You know, you didn't always love him. You know, because he did up a little bit, but bit, yeah.
2: bit of a cub killer. I looked up cub killers for outside the Ivy the other day, and Andrew McCutcheon was right up there. If you look over this last uh, decade or two, yep. So, yeah. Well, well, thank you to all our Patreon subscribers. Uh, you know, we've had a couple new uh, people come on this last week, and um, I just I appreciate you all. Uh, it really helps out the show. Uh, it, just thank you. So, I bid Thanks you all a, a fine Spagalk! out
3: Yeah, the Cubbies won the whole weekend. Cards place in the standings dropped. Chicago took over first place. And the Cubbies can't be stopped. Cardinals are a half game back. Raise the W and sing We'll sweep them in St. Louis too Man, that city is boring Yachty, don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals Yaddy don't like it Sweep the Cardinals, sweep the Cardinals Joe Bob. Sweep the Cardinals. John Hamm don't like it. Sweep the Cardinals. Sweep the Cardinals. Nellie don't like it. Sweep the Cardinals. Sweep the
2: Cardinals. Yardie don't like it. Sweep the Cardinals. Sweep. Hiring with Indeed, your search is over. Just go to Indeed.com slash match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.